Welcome to the JBug Podcast. Today is Sunday, January 31st. Today I'd just like to make a few comments on what I think is going on in the country right now. As the mainstream media continues to show us things that are unrealistic and hard to believe, and we know that the mainstream news is biased, it's been very biased for a long time, they actually engage in really sneaky tactics like neuro-linguistic programming. I do have an article on my blog, jbucker.weebly.com. This is the J. Buck podcast, but my blog is J. Bucker because Bucker is my last name. So it's jbucker.weebly.com. And I just put an article up on my current events. I posted an article on vaccines someone died from taking the vaccine and the article tried to spin it using a quote from a doctor saying that it wasn't the vaccine even though it was a matter of hours between taking the vaccine and dying um and so the media is very much lying to us they're trying to push an agenda the agenda is not in the best interest of people's health and well-being you know one person on a forum i like to read made the point that if something is good for you, it shouldn't be killing you. And people say, well, you have to pick the lesser of two evils. You know, maybe, you know, it's the vaccine is, um, it's safer than getting COVID, but that's, that's wrong. I mean, if you work for the health, if you work as a doctor, you have to sign, you have to, um, do no harm. I think that's part of the motto for the medical world is do no harm. These vaccines are doing harm. So that's against people's um, ethics. And those who are trying to stop it are obviously being silenced. So we have the um, globalist agenda, which has been trying to control the world and controlling the world in a lot of aspects for a very long time. So where is... Like the resistance, where is it? <laughs> um, and I've been really hopeless because I felt like that no matter what happens, the bad guys are going to win. And I know that's a very, very pessimistic view of things. Um, but it just seems like that's that's what has been happening a lot in in recent history. And when I say recent, I'm talking about like just how the government has taken more and more control from people ever since like federal or FDR's New Deal, where the government started doing social security and and paying people and welfare and all these things. I've never liked that. And uh, I don't like the government taking more and more control because that's the more control the government has, the more you're living under a communist dictatorship. And I I don't want to live like that. I want to be free, obviously. So what's going on right now? There has been a lot of alternative people showing up in the news and it's when you listen to them it's like well how do I know if I can trust these people how do I know if they're not just being a psyops I've studied the book Deeper Insights into the Illuminati by Fritz Springmeier and Cisco Wheeler and I I really appreciate his work because he goes into like the details of um traumatization, torture, and selecting people who are made into super soldiers. And 
I think David Wilcock was, was one of them as a kid. He was taken out of his school. Like he went to public school and he was taken during public school to go be drugged and programmed. And unfortunately this has been going on for a long time. Somebody who's telling the truth about that is somebody I tend to trust because they're, they have nothing to gain from it personally when, when you're telling these truths except to help people and, and to protect the innocent who are being hurt. And so I tend to trust Fritz, Fritz, excuse me, Fritz Springmeier a lot in his work. And in his work, he talks about how just about every major alternative news character has refused to do any work with him. And he finds that he has a whole chapter on deception and how good the Illuminati is at deceiving people and how they purposely create disinformation agents so they can control the narrative. And I think one example is Kathy O'Brien was a mind control victim and she had somebody, I think his name is Mark, who was supposedly deprogramming her. But it turns out some other witnesses who um, contacted Mark, for example, who had mind control themselves and were trying to get free, Mark was trying to tell them that they didn't have that type of programming, but they were just mentally ill and they should go to the mental hospital. <clears throat> and according to Fritz Springmeier, like that's, that's just a programming center. And so Mark very well could have been a disinformation agent working with Kathy O'Brien. And Kathy O'Brien was telling the truth about the things that happened to her. But the purpose of telling that truth was to attract other victims so that they could be put back in the mental hospital so that they could go to an expert like Mark, who is with supposedly helping Kathy and he could direct them to think that they're not programmed and that they need to go get basically more programming, more trauma at a mental hospital. And so <clears throat> you can see how sneaky with that example that the Illuminati is and they will put out people who are there to tell the truth, but for evil reasons. Um, I like, I really don't like to talk about specific names too much because I don't want to like steal their audiences. Um, but one person I've been listening to for a long time and he's in the alternative news and his name is Simon Parks and I've been listening to him for a very long time, but he's actually, he's actually had his viewers go, his viewership go way up because he's putting out updates about what's going on behind the scenes as we've seen in the mainstream media, Biden get inaugurated. And so he and Charlie Ward are two people that come to mind of people who have been testifying of this other um, situation that's going on, which I'll talk about in a minute. But when you listen to them, I mean, I think the first reaction is, well, are they disinformation agents? And when it comes to like Simon, He's actually been helping people deprogram from the satanic mind control. Um, people who have been victims of satanic ritual abuse and who have got programming from that. He's been helping them for many years now. And so I was attracted to that element of his work. Um, maybe back in 2014, 2015. But... At the same time, you know, whenever someone comes out saying they're a deprogrammer, um, 
you have to be careful again, because you don't know if they're actually a programmer and not a deprogrammer. Um, but one of the interesting things about Simon is that he's had experiences with interdimensional beings. Now for slain, you could say that's alien entities, but really what it is, is it's entities that exist in the spirit realm. So supernatural experiences. So where a lot of people would call them demons, um, I think with, if you have a religious background, you have a really simple understanding. There's angels and demons. Um, he just opens up that whole, whole area. And he, he talks about how there's all different types of interdimensional beings. And a lot of the negative beings live in the lower half of the fourth dimension. And he's had experiences. He's, he's spent a lot of his childhood in the fourth dimension, which has, has a, you know, kind of like a upper upper half to it and a lower half to it. So the upper half is where you have those that are more, you know, benevolent. And then the lower half is where you have those that are more evil and more negative. And so he had experiences where he had basically interdimensional beings in the shape of like a mantid shape, for example, they're humanoid. Um, and that they actually were part of his, his up childhood and part of his, um, how he was raised is having these experiences. So he can help people who've had experiences like with gray aliens, which a lot of people say, well, gray aliens is just ridiculous and all that. But there are those who've had these interdimensional experiences who can tell you that they definitely have had these experiences. And so he's actually got a group connecting consciousness where a lot of people who've had these types of experiences are able to come together and share stories. And so I joined his group and I think it's very interesting and fascinating, um, when you're with this group, because it's, it's <laughs> when you're with a normal group of people, you don't talk about these types of things that this group talks about as if it was as plain as a loaf of bread. And, and yet they're talking about all these interdimensional beings, like, you know, come on, get with the program. And where I stand personally on these types of stories is in my own search for truth. Um, you know, I, I would like to say that I'm the type of person that I can pray and get answers from God when I need to know things. But usually what happens is God <laughs> gives me information on a need to know basis. Not when I want to know something, but when I need to know something in order to move forward in my life's journey. And so I specifically received revelation about aliens, I guess you could say. But really it's just those beings in the interdimensional space that that can travel with thought form because they live in that realm of the thought form in that spirit realm and that radio wave realm I guess you could say and I had this dream and in the dream I had an experience if you've read the book of mormon like nephi did he was caught away in the spirit and an angel showed him the vision of the tree of life and and a parable associated with that well I had a very similar experience where I was dreaming but then I ended up ha it, that dream moved into an experience, I guess you could say, where I was caught away in my spirit. I had an angel there showing me the different kingdoms. Okay? And in the, the church that I have my religious teaching background from, they teach there's the telestial, there's the terrestrial and the celestial kingdom. And the people who follow some of Simon Park's work, instead of calling it those names, they call it the third dimension, the fourth dimension, actually the fourth dimension we call the spirit realm. So the third dimension, the fifth dimension, and I guess the sixth dimension. 
Um, in this dream, I, or in this, this experience, there was an angel. He said, look, I looked, I saw the third dimension basically, or the, and I saw the spirit, you know, the fourth dimension, which is kind of side by side with the third dimension or the spirit world. But they work together. So you've got the third dimension in the spirit world. And I saw in this area and in this space all kinds of different types of life. <laughs> so we're very lucky to be made in the image of God. Something that those beings on the lower fourth dimension do not like about us. And they want to take that away from us because it's a blessing we have that they don't have. And that maybe some of them used to have but lost. Who knows? But basically, I was shown that it was like Star Wars. It was like Star Trek. There was all these different beings with all these different um, shapes and looks. And the, it, I was kind of given a parable that just like the earth has animals on it, there's the, the celestial kingdom or the third dimension has all different kinds of life. And so that was really a fascinating dream. I was also shown the terrestrial kingdom and I was shown the celestial kingdom very, very briefly, just, just things I needed to know about it and my own, you know, my own soul progression. And so because I had that dream, I actually had that dream as a preface to hearing some of the things Simon Parks talked about. And that actually prepared me to believe some of the things he said. And when he talked, he still to this day gets a lot of bad rap because he talks about how when he was a baby, one of the first experiences he had was with a mantid being and that mantid being has kind of been uh, a friend to him throughout his childhood and so he called it mum and so he's he's had a lot of bad rap for having an alien mum but if you listen to him he's very clear no that wasn't really his mother he has a real human earth mother just like everyone else um, but it was because this being was like a mother to him that he called it mum so um, the media gets that wrong about him and when he came out and talked about his stories, he was actually a um, politician for like the city council, I guess you'd say, for, for the London twice. And he got reelected even after coming out and sharing his stories. I thought that was amazing. But um, the media just totally made fun of him. And it's it's that where it's like, okay, I'm actually more inclined to trust him because if he's received a lot of persecution then he's probably not doing it because he needs a he needs like to deceive people he's probably doing it cuz he really he at least really believes in the things he's saying and then i guess he was invited to tour a space radar base and when he was invited to do that that's when the media stopped making fun of him cuz it's like okay why would you be invited to tour this unless you had something that you were telling that was the truth and so also, it's interesting because he's reporting about how Trump has created the space, you know, the space program. And so there's more to be understood about that as far as um, this interdimensional plane. Unfortunately, I believe that a lot of the Illuminati uses this interdimensional world, the spirit world, the thought realm, radio wave realm, and they use that to control people also. So it's something that I think people who have a religious background or Christian or whatever. Actually, I, I guess the Muslims know more about demon, you know, demons in the fourth dimension and jinn and all these different creatures 
their Torah or their books talk more about it than Christian, than the Christian books. We have a little bit in the Bible, you know, it talks about the fallen angels, talks about Michael fighting against the dragon, which maybe that's the reptilian. I don't know. But even Joseph Smith had a connection with, they call it like the, uh, the great white salamander. And people have said, well, that story's false and whatever. I don't know. But I do know that with Simon Parks, he's talked about the white Draco reptilian, which, so it's just fascinating how these themes come up through history. Okay. Uh, my son woke up, so there is some noise in the background. I have to apologize. Um, so I was talking about Simon Parks and his background and how he was invited to tour the space radar base. And then it's like, okay, this secret space program is a real thing. And, you know, Donald Trump created the, the space force. And so you think, are they getting in rockets and going to the moon? Well, they can be doing that, but really what they're doing is, um, working through this fourth dimension, which is I believe the astral plane is a good name for it, but usually the astral plane is the lower half of the fourth dimension where you've got people that are trying to struggle for power and dominion and resources. <clears throat> and I was talking about how Joseph Smith, there is some tradition about him meeting a, like a white salamander type being. And again, some people say that that story isn't true. I think that there's some truth to it. And Simon Parks has talked about this these Draco reptilians, which are a type of, I guess you could say racist reptilian. They think they're the, the cream of the crop and they are white. So that's interesting. Um, so I've been listening to Simon just cause it's, it's fascinating the stuff that he he's had a show out at first. He had a wolf spirit radio show out with JP and then he's done some shows with Ted Mar and then he's just doing his own shows on, and he's been putting them on YouTube which now he's had to move to other channels like BitChute and Rumble. But I listened to him for a long time because the stuff he talks about is just fascinating and enlightening. And, you know, what our scriptures talk about that from the church I'm from is in section 50. It says if it's enlightening, then it's the spirit of truth. So if you're trying to know what the truth is, somebody who's telling you the truth will be able to give you more understanding than what you used to have. So that's that's one way of knowing that something's true versus somebody who's lying to you, what they'll do is they'll try to clamp you down and they'll try to take away your ability to understand more about a certain, a certain situation. Um, that doesn't mean there can't be people who are, you know, telling you wild stories just to take you for a ride. But, um, usually if something's true, there will be a reasoning to it that can make sense and that can, give you that aha moment like oh yeah that makes sense usually you have that because you're learning something that is making sense because it is true so so I've always wondered well okay so is he disinfo or is he telling the truth and I know I did read an article from the guy who does the website educate-yourself.org I've also learned a lot from that website that's been really helpful. One of the most important things I've learned from that website is he's got an article on psychotronic protection and the Hounds of Heaven exercise, which I have put on my blog under psychic protection under the emotional health tab. And it's just incredibly helpful. It's really, really helpful if you're somebody 
who's got people setting up altars and doing rituals and trying to um, use the airwaves, use demonic powers or other things to attack you. Um, this, this Hounds of Heaven exercise is basically an exercise where you can meditate on a certain, um, a certain geometrical shape. And it's basically the square, <laughs> it, it makes an octagon is what it does, but it's like a square and then the square is turned and then there's another square put, put together, two squares put together. Um, and you overlay that on the brain and you imagine a hound dog on each of the nodes of that octagon representing each of the parts of the brain that could be attacked and because they're major processing centers in the brain. And then if someone tries to send like a psychic attack, the hound dog will bite down on that attack wave and send it back to whoever sent it. So that, um, there was a time I was sitting on the couch actually. I had done this, this protection exercise. And you know, I used to have days where I would really not feel good. And since I found this exercise that a friend gave me from educate-yourself.org on psychotronic warfare and the hounds of heaven exercise to protect yourself i i mean my symptoms went away quickly like i was much better it markedly feeling better regularly and there's one time where i was sitting on the couch and i felt this wave like it was a literal wave of energy try to hit my right temple on my forehead and i had that hounds of heaven it didn't hit me and that that subconscious program, it's a program your subconscious mind will keep running as you meditate on it. That dog was right there in my subconscious mind. It grabbed that because your subconscious mind is able to tell when something is originating from you and when something is coming at you from, from some other space, whether that's a radio wave, whether that's a thought wave, whether that's a curse, whatever. <laughs> your subconscious knows if it's outside of you. And so your subconscious runs the program to create a dog that can bite down on it. So if that thing would have gone into my brain, boy, I don't know what would have happened to me, but because I had that protection, I was, I was just fine. Nothing hurt me at all. Um, and so I've really appreciated this, the site and he's, he's talked a little bit about the mind control element of it, of these, um, you know, these MK ultra projects and project paperclip and project article choke and project blue beam. And he says he's never, as far as aliens go, he doesn't know if they exist or not, but he said, actually he had an experience with a reptilian being himself. Um, but he, he was just saying that as far as these mind control survivors go, that they all had these experiences with the aliens. So that could mean that having alien experiences is a result of having mind control operations done on you could be, but it also could mean that they actually do exist. So that's a judgment call. Somebody has to, you know, you have to make. Um, so I've, I've tended to trust Simon Parks because I tend to um, give people a chance. I tend to give people the benefit of the doubt. And I think that he was really brave to come out and share his experiences because he was really put through the ringer by the media. He still is put through the ringer by those just learning about him and saying, Oh, you think you, your mom was an alien <laughs> just making fun of him. But, um, I've, I've listened to him and he's talked about way back in 2012 or 2013, he's got interviews where he very carefully, cause he can't just come out and blabber about this, but very carefully spoke about how the elite will torture children 
And of the the average public consciousness was not aware of how deep this rabbit hole has gone until I believe Pizzagate broke. And that was um was that just before President Trump started running for for office. So with with the laptop and with the emails and with these emails that show that pedophilia is very much going on in the elite members of our government. And so Simon Parks was talking about this long before that. And of course, a lot of people were, but it, it hadn't really gotten into the mainstream consciousness. And so now there is a lot of stuff going on in regards to exposing the deep state. There's been a lot of um, people saying that What's been going on behind the scenes is indictments have been being gathered. And there are huge, massive files being put together on these pedophiles. And the problem is, is once you find one pedophile, you can't just take them to court and put them in jail because they'll have people in the court protecting them. So once you investigate the pedophile, then you have to investigate the court that's protecting the pedophiles. Um... If you do the research on, there's a book I have from a friend and it it's, was by a woman from the UN who was trying to do research into sexual abuse of women. It turned into a book about sexual abuse of children and how the court systems, she's got several examples, concrete examples in this book of how the courts are protecting the pedophiles. They're letting them off with a slap on the wrist, so forth and, and et cetera. I think the name is Epidemic. I'm going to go look it up. Um, but the point is, once you find these networks of pedophiles, you also have to investigate the courts because the courts are letting them go. Lots of research and concrete examples on that to prove that. And you have to investigate the police. You have to investigate the people in the community, lawyers, doctors, dentists, in other words, there's huge networks and that's why you can't just go in and arrest a pedophile because if it's one of these deep state actors, this one pedophile will be, um, will lead you to a whole bunch of other pedophiles. And so the research and the investigation work has been going on. There's also been these earthquakes in strange places. And like there was an earthquake in California on July 4th. And this was a couple of years, I think this is two years ago. So that would, that would have been in 2019. Maybe it was, yeah, 2019 in July. Well, maybe it was 2020, but <clears throat> this earthquake in California was right by this deep underground military base called China Lake. And so there's been these strange earthquakes in these strange places. And the word is that there's rescue missions going on. They're rescuing children that are being tortured and abused by the deep state and by some of these reptilian beings, possibly. I'm, I mean, that's me saying that, um, that might be in, in those types of alliances with the bad guys. They're, they're trying to save and protect these children. And then they're trying to destroy these bases so that they can't be used for those nefarious things. So there's the dual save base you can research and all these different deep underground military bases. There's one guy who spoke a lot about these underground bases. He said every major city in the country has one. And so that's serious. I mean, we, I don't think we can appreciate how horrible this problem has been. And Fred Springmeyer in his book, he says 
children were being literally shipped to these places to be mind controlled, to have the electroshock and drugs given them and torture so as to program them. And Rust is Dart talks about the satanic super soldiers. And this is what we're talking about. We're talking about planefuls of kids being programmed at these bases. And um, of course, in Utah, obviously, there's a lot of caverns in the, the mountains, Utah and the New Mexico, where they're able to hide these bases or the entrances to these bases. And so the fact that some of this stuff is going mainstream, I mean, it's been good because I believe a lot of it is true, unfortunately, but it also goes a lot deeper than what you can just recognize or come to a knowledge to just overnight. I mean, it takes a lot of time to build up an understanding of how deep these networks go. But if Donald Trump was indeed asked by the military to run so that they could start taking down these satanic operations, um, it makes sense to me that you couldn't just go arrest the bad guys because this is incredibly immense, vast network of evil. And I do believe in the Doctrine and Covenants, it talks about how the wheat and the tares will be separated and the tares will be bound in bundles before Jesus comes. <laughs> so I believe that some of the things that are happening could be biblical and they could be true in that sense. Yeah, so I've actually had to sit down and take a few deep breaths because um, if you read Fr Fritz Springmeier's book, he talks about part of the traumatization and torture of the victim is that they're given a specific kind of torture that's supposed to reinforce the body's understanding about what they call the no-talk rule. And so um, one of those tortures is that you're not supposed to talk about these things. And so there's a lot of... Um, mind fracturing going on, not just with victims of this kind of abuse, but with the public at large, because there is this unwritten rule that you should see no evil or hear no evil or do no evil. Um, the problem with not seeing it and not hearing it is you can't stop it if you're not seeing or hearing it. Um, and so there's been a huge push by the, the deep state, obviously to cover the sins that are going on, but also to punish anyone who tries to talk about those things that are going on. So when you've got somebody who's coming out and telling us what's going on, and, and Simon Parks has been doing that for a very long time, very carefully, because you have to do it carefully so you don't get um, targeted. But that's somebody I, I kind of tend to trust, but you never know. Like You always have to do your homework and you always have to be careful. Um, so lately, Simon Parks, as I said, has become a lot more well-known is a lot of people are listening to him because he's been giving these election updates and he just posted on his website, simonparks.org, a video and it was his January 30th update, 2021. And in this update, he reposted a video he did a few weeks ago. And in this video, he talked about how he had spoken with the real Q. And the first time I heard his video, I just said, yeah, yeah, right. Okay. The real Q not another Q person because all these Q people have been wrong so far, blah, blah, blah. But when you listen to, I listened to it that second time and I realized that if you listen to what he's talking about between the lines, he tells you the history of when um, President Kennedy was assassinated. And so he's talking about this history of Kennedy saying that it is when he was assassinated that there began to be an opposition to the deep state 
that's when the there were insiders in the military who became aware that there is a secret combination or a cult or an Illuminati operating, trying to control the United States government and indeed the world. And another book that gives credence to this theory is John Perkins' book, Confessions of an Economic Hitman. He also talks about these corporate fronts that work hand in hand with the government to enslave nations of people. And of course, they want to do the same to America. And so in this update, he he gives that context. And so when he says he talks to Q, if you're listening between the lines, you're thinking, is he really saying that he's spoken with JFK Jr.? And again, it, it comes out that that must be what he's saying because he says, now this person keeps themselves out of the public eye because if they were in the public eye, it would cause all kinds of problems for the work they're trying to do. But you see how someone like JFK Jr., if he's alive, would have quite the motivation to take down the deep state, because obviously um, for justice for um, President Kennedy. So when he said that, I'm like, whoa, that actually makes sense. That enlightens me. And so while I've been very, very skeptical that um, JFK Jr. is alive and that this stuff is all going on, I do know that I have been reading kind of alternative news I remember back when Obama was the president, there was like some sort of something going on in the alternative news. I remember reading this actually from beforeitsnews.com. And so some people may not think that's credible, but I think it's credible because anybody can upload a news article to Before It's News and you don't have to have super nice credentials, but it's what's, what's popular is what goes to the top of the website to read. And during that time, some articles were coming out and you wouldn't be able to have these come out any other way, I don't think, than a system where anyone can upload something. So you're going to get some stuff that's true and some stuff that's not. But one thing that was coming to the surface was Obama was trying to basically take over the United States. And one of the things he had ordered the military to do was to set off a nuclear bomb. Of course, the military didn't very much think that was a very good idea. They ended up detonating it in the ocean and Fukushima radiation levels, the charts were posted, went sky high during that time. Not Fukushima, but radiation levels from a nuclear explosion in that area. And at the same time, I think I think this could have been around the time of... Um, never mind. <laughs> anyway, at the same time, it was, I think, Senator Lindsey Graham that was saying something about a nuclear bomb was going to go off or something. I know, I think he said something like that in regards to the 2008 recession, which happened under George Bush. Um, so I think I'm getting my facts mixed up here, but basically there was, there was just this talk that going on that Obama was doing some bad stuff and the military was stopping it basically. And so that, that's always led credence to the fact that there are some good guys in the military who are trying to fight against the bad guys. And Obama was trying to put in a bunch of um, new generals that would be loyal to him. So draining the swamp with Trump being president has been no small deal. And then you've got the people who are coming out and saying, well, Trump's a bad guy too, and he's part of the Illuminati. And so it's like, well, how do you make sense of this? Because that is actually how the Illuminati works. They play good cop, bad cop. They will put you under so much stress. Then they'll bring in kind of a savior figure on purpose 
so that you will bond with them. And that's, that's all by design. And so it's like, okay, well, do we trust Trump or not? And so I've always been of the opinion that it's like, if it's too good to be true, then it's too good to be true. Um, but at the same time, I also know that good will win in the end. And I feel like we could be in this time where if it's true, that there is this um, faction in the military that's trying to take down the deep state, that's trying to drop indictments that Simon Parks has said there's like, he was saying there was like 50,000. Now it's up to like 200,000. So what do we do with all of these networked people who are participating in these satanic rituals and, and these evil acts? And the problem is if you take them down, there's going to be a tribulation. As long as you let the bad guys have their pound of flesh, then things will go on as normal. You start taking the pound of flesh away, that's when you're going to get your tribulation. And that's actually exactly what the Doctrine and Covenant says. And so I am, am more prone to believe it, where in section 88 it talks about how the, um, the wheat and the tares will be separated and the tares will be bound in bundles. And so I think of that as the indictments. The investigations have happened. These people are on paper um, been investigated and are ready for the burning. And the burning doesn't happen until a little bit later, but we're in this, if this is true, we're in a tense situation right now because we've got the good guys, they've got the indictments ready. The bad guys are basically essentially bound in bundles re ready to be born, burned. But then we've got the bad guys who have tricks up their sleeve and who say, like Bill Mayhar, he said something about if Trump gets, you know, Trump gets reelected, you know, I'd rather there be a recession than a bunch of people dying. And so he's, I thought that was a veiled threat where he was basically saying, if, you know, Trump keeps going forward with cleaning out the swamp, then something's going to happen where people are dying. Well, lo and behold, we've had a bioweapon released. People are dying because of this pandemic. And you know that because Biden is, quote unquote, the president right now, at least the media is making us think that he is, the, some of the lockdowns have been taken away. Just the day he was inaugurated, some of the states were lifting their lockdowns because, again, when the deep state gets their pound of flesh, everything goes back to normal. When you start to take away their pound of flesh, that's when things go bad again. But you see that there's still a war going on behind the scenes because now they're coming out and saying, well, you need to wear two masks and three masks and four masks. So they're trying to put the pressure back on the people again because they want to make people suffer as long as they're not getting their way. And so they're feeling threatened. There's a lot of people who are saying, hold on. Like Charlie Ward was saying, well, the inauguration was pre-filmed and he saw it, you know, before, before um, it actually supposedly occurred on the 20th at noon. And so I don't think the war is over yet. The deep state really does fear that Donald Trump's still going to be president. And if that happens, they're going to have to release something because they can't let all the bad guys get rounded up. And so there's also been some interesting things going on, like buses coming out of the Capitol. Hal Turner Radio is reporting that there is a facility in Canada that's kind of um, away. It's kind of a retreat. And they're... They're completely booked for the next 55 days, 65 days for 
446 people. And the timing of that's interesting with these buses coming out of the Capitol. It's like, what's going on? What is the deep state planning? What is What are the good guys planning? And so people like Charlie Ward and Simon Parks and Q, they're all saying, well, the bad guys are going to get arrested. There's going to be military tribunals. And those who have committed treason are going to be executed or put in Gitmo. So I've been just trying to watch what's really going on because the problem is, <laughs> is there's tribulation time right now because the bad guys have cards left. So they have bioweapons, they have weather warfare, they've got this vaccine that's going to try to kill people. In fact, there's some things in the alternative news showing pictures of body bags being delivered throughout the country, um, throughout the United States, and FedEx is being a part of that. So they've got, um, the deep state has, um, it's called uh, weather and geoengineering, where they can use um, harp resonance waves. And there's a movie, a Disney movie, and it's an old black and white one, but it's like the absent-minded professor, and he creates this like theme. He beams into the clouds, and it creates the weather change. And so I just think that's interesting is sometimes the Hollywood tells you what's really going on. So it's like harp is like this great big weapon that can target areas, can cause earthquakes or can cause, cause weather patterns to change. <clears throat> um, the deep state also has their satanic super soldiers that Russ Dizdar has written a book about. Uh, these are the people who've been taken to these underground facilities and had mind controlling put on mind control put on them unwittingly so that they can be given codes um, there's been a code that's been given out a lot. I've done some research on my blog on this, but it was the all hands on D-E-C-K code. This has gone in tandem with the uh, pandemic. And what Fritz Springmeier says is he says that a lot of these satanic super soldiers who have had mind control put on them unwittingly, they're sleepers. They could be stay-at-home moms. They could be college students, whatever they are. And they have what's called end times programming and they have callback codes. And he says that the, from deprogramming and helping people, what he's found is that they have two trial runs before the real one. Okay. So these trial runs is when you activate the end times programs by calling certain codes where you start off your network triangle, you get in contact with your leader and, and Whatever the end times program is, which I tend to think the end times program must have something to do with rounding up and collecting Christians and those who are believe in freedom. And there's been <clears throat> reports by Dave Hodges and others who have shown that there are um, these um, guillotines and they've got these type of certain type of ammo that is very deadly that the government's been buying. There's been some reports that there's a type of um, gas that the government's been ordering in large amounts. And so I would think if you put it together and times programming is like Nazi Germany on steroids. They're going to round up the Christians and those who believe in freedom, take them to whatever FEMA camps or whatever. Um, so it looks like... <laughs> that the deep state definitely has their cards played. They've been preparing for this. Maybe they even want it to happen where they want to be able to, this is their new world order. When all of this comes to a head, they're going to want people on their side. They're going to want the morality of the population to be so corrupted that people become 
corrupted like they are. They're betting on that. Of course, the good people, they're betting that people are able to transcend that carnal nature and become better than we've ever had before and more um, more righteous. I, that's not the right word, but more loving, more caring, um, more self-sacrificing, more willing to serve others. So it's all coming together right now. And so it's like, who do you trust? But it's like, I can kind of see how some of these guys really are telling the truth. Um, it could be, it's like, it's like both sides are kind of okay with what's going on because they both have a plan maybe. And so I'm definitely thinking that we should be preparing if you haven't already for some tribulation to come, because I don't think now that these terrors are in indict, you know, the indictments are drawn up, what's going to happen next before they're actually burned? Is there going to be great tribulation? Well, the bad guys certainly have a lot of things up their sleeve. Um, Joe Biden keeps talking about a dark winter. So are they threatening an EMP? It sounds like they're threatening an EMP if they get rounded up. So the good guys have to work very hard to find out where these resources are and take them out before they're used against the public. And that's the situation we're in. We're in a very volatile situation. So life, <laughs> as long as life is going normal for people, we know that the good guys are winning, but it's a very um, volatile situation, I think. So I think that, um, you know, it's important to bring your loved ones close and get your heart right and, and get to a place where you're able to accept whatever happens in the future and know that if there's struggle going on in the world, we can still have peace on the inside. And I always like to remember that it doesn't matter what other people do to you. Because if other people hurt you, it's temporary. But if you hurt other people, then it's permanent. And so it's better to treat other people the way you would like to be treated, with love, than with vengeance. Because if you do something to hurt someone else, even if you might justify it and say, well, they deserve it, you have to live with that. And you have to live with that knowing that God created that person and loves that person and was giving them a chance. So definitely do what you can to stand for freedom, but also make sure you're following the Holy Spirit and not a spirit of violence or a spirit of, of that which would rob your peace. Make sure that whatever you do, afterwards you could feel peaceful about it. That may include being ready to defend your family, or it may include being willing to give your life. It just depends on the person and the situation and what God requires of them. So thanks for listening to the J-Buck podcast and take care.